3: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting
4: Network. It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino Thursday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Oh, the masters. What a day. Uh, we'll talk golf. Baseball opens today with seven games. Already have a couple games that have gone final. We'll talk about that because there's some first pitches coming up as well as some tip-offs and some face-offs.
5: We got three sports going, man. We got sports we all, got four all over sports the place going. here, we're still wrapping things. Yeah, we're yeah. still wrapping things up over in Georgia as well. We got one tip coming at seven Eastern. Not the Magic and the Hornets. The Hornets are anywhere from 13.5 to 14 and a half point home favorites over the Magic. 230, 230 and a half. Is your total in that one? Then we get to 7.30 Eastern, couple of games in the Sixers and the Raptors. The Sixers are three, three-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Raptors, a 220 to 220-and-a-half 220 total. The other 7.30 game, Celtics and Bucks. The Bucks are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites there over the Celtics. We got 227-and-a-half is your total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, got the Spurs and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are anywhere from six and a half to eight point home favorites over the Spurs. 239, 239 and a half is your total. Eight Eastern, we got the Blazers and the Pelicans. The Pelicans, yes, the Pelicans are 16 and a half point home favorites. Over the Blazers, <laughs> 222 and a half, 223. That gives you anything about the status of the Blazers right now. Oh, my. As we close the season out, the Pelicans are 16 and a half point favorites. Uh, nine Eastern, six Pacific, the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. Nuggets are four and a half point home favorites over the Grizzlies, a total of 234 to 234 and a half. Ten Eastern, seven Pacific, the Lakers and the Warriors. Warriors, 14 point home favorites over the Lakers. is your total there. We do have a, uh, let's see, we got one, two, three, four different face-offs happening right now. So if you want to get in on the Canadians and the Devils, the Devils are minus 155. Home favorites, Canadians, plus 135. As road underdogs, the Predators and the Senators right now as well. Predators minus 180 road favorites over the Senators, plus 155 on the home underdog. Flyers and Jackets facing off right now as well. Jackets are minus 130 home favorites. You can get plus 110 on the Flyers as road underdogs. Got the Penguins and the Rangers right now as well. Rangers minus 125 home favorites, plus 105 on the Penguins as road underdogs got a 7:30 Eastern face off between the Sabers and the Hurricanes where the Hurricanes are as high as -420. You can find as low as -350 if you do want to back the favorite. If you want the underdog, there is a 3 +320 out there on the Sabers if you want if you want them. Holy mackerel. Uh 8:30 Eastern, 5:30 Pacific, the Blackhawks are hosting the Kraken. Oh god. Oh god.
6: Blackhawks. Is that back-to-back Kraken
5: games? -150. They're only minus 150. How is this? Blackhawks, are they playing with pool noodles tonight? Is that what's going on? How are they only 150? Plus 130 on the Kraken is road underdogs. 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific. We've got the Maple Leafs and the Stars. Leafs are minus 155 road favorites. The Stars are plus 135 home underdogs. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Canucks and the Coyotes. The Canucks minus 170 road favorites. Coyotes plus 150 home underdogs. 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. We have the Oilers and the Kings. The Oilers are minus 135 road favorites, plus 115 on the home underdog Kings. And then the final face-off as well is at 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern over there. Flames and the Sharks. The Flames are minus 185 road favorites, plus 155 on the Sharks as home underdogs. And then over in Major League Baseball. We got baseball games still to come. We, did you get a little bummed that we had some rainouts already and all that stuff? Yeah, like a couple postponements. You know, but
4: your guy, Bobby Witt Jr., though, game winning RBI.
5: Does get it. Yes, does get Did you see the conditions in that game, too, like in yeah. about the middle, the middle innings? It yeah. was like they were standing up there, like trying to hold themselves in place. <laughs> the wind was blowing so incredibly much. Uh, 8 Eastern, about 8.05 Eastern, actually. You know, they always do the, the 05s and the 08s and stuff like that for first pitches. We got the Mets and the Nationals. That is McGill versus Corbin. Uh, the Nationals, uh, the Mets, actually, minus 120 favorites in that one. Even money on the Nationals. As underdogs, 808 Eastern, the Reds and the Braves. That is Molly versus Freed. Freed and the Braves are minus 170 home favorites there. Reds plus 150 if you want them as road underdogs. 938 Eastern, 638 Pacific. We have the Astros and the Angels. Framber Valdez on the hill for the Astros, Shohei Otani on the hill for the Angels. Definitely the game everyone's going to be watching tonight. Both show. -120 on the Angels as home favorites, even money on the Astros as road underdogs. We got the Pirates, I mean we got the Padres and the Diamondbacks closing things out tonight. 9:40 Eastern, 6:40 Pacific. You Darvish on the hill for the Padres, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner with an opening day start for the Diamondbacks. The Padres, minus 135 road favorites. Madison Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks are plus 115 home underdogs. I will always love you, Mad Bum. I will always love you. Straight to the Hall of Fame. Hey. A- a opening day, not just still in the league, <laughs> no. Ke- oh, which Kelly had to find out two weeks ago. He was uh, I, was saying, in the I league. just learned that. He's an that? opening
6: day
4: starter. Kelly. <laughs> oh, he's he's never stopped yeah. being in the league. I he's just learned that. Like
6: last week, he was still pitching.
4: Good uh, for you, Mad Bob. I, I, I have a tennis pick that's yet to start, but I got Alejandro Tabilo at plus 140, and he's plus 102 now. So I can't recommend the pick anymore uh, against Taylor Fritz. That is in a uh, clay court tournament in Houston. They're all on clay now. So that is 38 cents better than you can get them now. I gave it out on a numbers game this morning. And it had already, by that time, it was already 15, 20 cents gone. So uh, I cannot recommend that. One, so. 110 at DraftKings, still not enough? Not really. Okay. I think 125 is about as low as you go there, plus 125. Uh, we do have some. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the Blazers. I just want to point this out. Do you know what the Blazers' record is since the All Star break?
5: Ooh. Three and something. Yeah, I was
6: going to say two or three. Yeah, three and 14 I'll go with. Two and 18.
4: <sighs> they have won two basketball game games since game. the All-Star break <laughs> against the Pistons uh. and the Wizards. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's your Portland Trailblazers. 16-and-a-half point dogs to the Pelicans tonight. the uh, baseball news and notes. Pirates and Cabrian Hayes have come to terms on a new eight-year, $70 million deal pending Hayes passing a physical that, according to uh, multiple reports, it's the largest contract agreement in franchise history. And, Kelly, did you say he went out and got hurt today? Is that what happened? Yeah, I saw he uh, left the
6: game today. I believe he's f- forearm spasms is what I saw.
4: He got hurt early last year, too. I had a Rookie of the Year ticket on, him, too. Man. Thanks. Max Scherzer, uh, with his right hamstring soreness, says he is, quote, a- uh, was able to pass, or they said was able to pass, all the tests. He will start Game 2 of the season tomorrow night in D.C., weather permitting. There might be some weather there again tomorrow. And the Minnesota Twins have acquired right-handed pitchers Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan from the San Diego Padres in exchange for all-star left-handed pitcher Taylor Rogers and outfielder Brent Rooker. The Twins also receive a player to be named later under terms of the deal announced today. The Padres have got $6.6 million in cash, according to multiple reports. And then, in case you missed it, with all the baseball going on today, and of course the first round of the Masters, which we will get to, uh, news out of Cleveland. A Baker Mayfield trade is not imminent, and it seems increasingly likely that the former number one overall pick will remain on the Browns roster beyond the NFL draft late April this month, according to Jeff Howe of The Athletic. So, uh, you know, I don't want to say awkward, but uh, might get
5: a little awkward in Cleveland. My guess is the same thing is going on with him, is going on with Jimmy Garoppolo in, in in as much as they're looking at what they're going to have to pay for a guy that we think that the ceiling is pretty much established, right? Like mm-hmm. you kind of know what you're getting there. It's not one of those things where you're you're looking at it and say, okay, you know what, maybe it was just a change of scenery. It'll do this guy some good and he'll live up to X, Y, Z. I think people have pretty much figured out what Baker Mayfield is, and they don't want to pay him because they understand, too, they're going to have to, you know, if, if they like what they see, they're going to have to pay him again. And so I, I kind of get it. But, yes, like you said, that is going to make for a, for a very awkward very awkward
4: situation. A little awkward. By the way, first round of the Masters, which we will talk about in length, uh, and, and I should mention Drew Dinsick on the show tonight from the Deep Dive and, and uh, Bet the Edge podcast, Paul Spohr from Fangraphs on tonight, or as I like to call it, a numbers game at dusk. Uh, We'll also hear from uh, Reed Fowler from DraftKings to talk uh, PGA NFL with him as well. Uh, But right now, with two groups still out on the course at Augusta, Sung J. M. is the leader in the clubhouse, and it looks like he's going to be the first-round leader when all is said and done because DJ just bogeyed 17. So Sung J. M. is five under for the day, five under 67, one-stroke lead over Cam Smith, who had the funkiest-looking scorecard you'll ever see, bookend double bogeys. And the rest of the way,
5: eight under. Yeah, he he just pars those two, and he is running away with the lead in this thing. But you know, look, the one thing about Cam Smith, and you got to miss it pretty bad here at, at Augusta because again, it's it's generous fairways and it's not incredibly penal from on whenever, whenever you do miss. But he is he is not the best off the tee, and it it leaves him a couple of times around and usually he's good enough to get through it. Just wasn't able, wasn't good enough to able to get through it, um, on those, on those two holes. But yeah, everything else was just fantastic. I mean, the guy is so super solid, especially around the green. I mean, like the guy is just so good scrambling and chipping and, and all that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. Apparently, uh, Von Wrinkle downstairs is going to really hate oh, that because he I've had a first-round leader. Oh, a first-round leader on Cam Smith. That's a rough beat. Brutal. Man. You're like, this guy's cruising. I'm going to win this for sure. <laughs> oh, and then he double bogeys 18. I say I feel bad for you. Man. That is rough. Oh.
6: That is a rough beat.
4: By the way, one-stroke lead over Cam Smith for Sun Jay, Two-stroke lead over Danny Willett, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler just lurking. Just a Just a very smooth three-under. Not note, and no one noticed him on the course. Like he wins all his, uh, all his tournaments. DJ right now with one hole to play. Also three under, two strokes back. A couple players uh, on the course: Will Zalatoris and Patrick Cantlay, with couple holes to play. Both at two under. So we'll see what they do here. Close it out. Uh, we will come back and talk with the aforementioned Drew Dinsick about the NBA tonight. See what he's got going on. See what he uh, played in his Calcutta for the Masters as well. That's next right here at Veasan's Primetime Action.
7: You are looking live at
3: primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Back on VSN, the sports betting network, it is primetime action. Don't forget about the fantasy baseball throwdown presented by Coors Light. Draft your lineup to win cold, hard cash, then chill. Play free for a share of $5,000. 21 and over, please. Free entry at DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Rockies for all the information on that one. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin—they are uh, cleaning up the last uh, couple couple groups out here. I think DJ got a favorable kick out of the woods, and now he's put it in the gallery on his tee shot on 18. He went—I think he hit a—he hit a branch and it kicked out into a more favorable spot. Now he's somewhere uh, somewhere in the. Crowd. He just wants to make it interesting. He just wants to get out of there.
6: I love like, whenever that happens and got, there's like three guys that move their chairs back like two feet, like that's going to do anything. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to have to get up and get out <laughs> of the way. Sorry.
4: Uh, man, Sung JM again with the one stroke lead over Cam Smith. Couple groups still out there. What a scene today at Augusta. And what a remarkable performance by Tiger Woods. One under 70, uh, excuse me, a one under 71 for the day. Uh, just tremendous. The man could have lost his leg or worse. 14 months ago we bring in drew dinsick from nbc sports bet the edge podcast and of course the deep dive podcast as we like to call it dinsick classic
3: how you doing drew doing well it's been a fun day watching a lot of golf here uh masters is one of my favorite thursdays of the entire sports calendar and uh, a lot of drama today definitely uh, enjoyed every moment of it so far what was uh what did you end up in your calcutta with what did you end up doing I don't need to talk about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty much out of the running after one day. So that was not great. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's a top heavy pool. I only grabbed a couple runners. And uh, at this point I'm angling for some of the booby prizes. All right. Let me, let me ask you a more general question about day one. What,
4: uh, what was noteworthy to you? What surprised you? Who surprised you either to the good or bad?
3: Uh man, well uh, it's still very much wide open. Uh, I think pretty much everyone with the red number right now is still very much in contention. Uh, the guys who are going to finish in the minus two range, the Cantley, can't lay. Uh, probably at the top of my list for a potential move up tomorrow. They start the day relatively early tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm expecting the winds to be a little bit more uh, aggressive in the afternoon, and um, so the players who went out this morning I think are going to be in for uh, kind of an unfortunate. Finish finale uh, to their rounds, round two performances. Um, But I thought, obviously, Woods has stole the show today. Shooting a 71 was about as good as he possibly could have hoped coming into this. Um and even then he left some strokes on the course. Uh he had a you know, a lip out on five that was played like one of the tougher holes of the day. Uh he played that hole very well, I thought, and should have had you know, should have been rewarded with the birdie. Uh and then similarly on eight, um, you know, if he cleans up a little bit of the you know, polishes some of the rust on his uh, short game there, I think he pretty clearly comes in with birdie or par and out of bogey. So um, you know, he played a good enough round of golf today to be right there among the leaders uh and that was pretty impressive. Now I don't have a ton of uh exposure to him doing well at this tournament i basically am sitting back and was kind of crossing my fingers he would kind of bring us some entertainment and be part of the you know you know help elevate the uh um you know just elevate the experience because you know he draws a lot of eyeballs he makes the handle you know the pots are you know the the pots are going to be bigger when he's playing in these tournaments so uh very cool that he's potentially going to be around for uh the saturday and sunday um, and uh, yeah, I mean it, 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 at this point, I think it's pretty good likelihood he finishes top 20, um, even uh, uh, considering you know what the you know, the round of golf will do him physically.
5: Drew, uh, we got a tip off here in about 12, 13 minutes, something like that. The Sixers and the Raptors right now, the Sixers are sitting as three and a half point road favorites there, about a 220 and a half total on that one. No, Fred Van Vliet tonight for the Raptors still only three and a half point dogs. What are you, uh, what are you looking at in this one?
3: Yeah, I thought the market was somewhat fair adjusting for the absence for the Raptors, uh, both. OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet matter to me in terms of uh, my number for the Raptors. And the Raptors are one of the teams that can least afford to be without some of their key role players. They are relatively thin, uh, and I think they have a very tough ask hanging with a Philadelphia team that looks primed to come in and. Uh, uh, and get a win and you know potentially secure a number two seat in the eastern conference uh, today's both t- today's um uh eastern conference head-to-heads boston milwaukee and philadelphia toronto have huge huge seating implications um i would lean in the fate you know i would lean that uh, philadelphia still has the you know the in the driver's seat to win the atlantic um even being tied with boston and not having the tiebreaker um they you know they finished with toronto and then two at home against indiana indiana and uh, detroit they should finish three and zero to uh finish the season uh which i think would give them the two seed behind miami and the one um of course a lot of this is fluid boston could win out for all we know uh they're eight and a half point dogs against milwaukee tonight so that's looking quite unlikely um, but uh, that game seems like the market wildly overreacted to who's available for boston in my
4: opinion well, about that game because the Celtics, as we've talked about here on this show, and I'm sure you have as well, it in such an interesting position, right? Because if they end up as a two, uh, then they're probably playing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. What could be worse for that team? Because we don't, we have suspicions, but we don't know, but certainly have suspicions about vaccination status. They certainly don't want to be matched up with the Toronto Raptors because of Canadian vaccine mandates. So you don't want to fall to four. Right now, the Raptors are at five. I don't know that they can in any way conceive how to avoid both of those scenarios. They are eight and a half point dogs tonight. You are you taking those points in this game?
3: I am. I think Boston is a good deep team. Well coached team uh, and I don't know that this isn't still going to be a competitive game eight and a half points. Basically is telling you that they think this is going to be a runaway from Milwaukee and uh, in the handful of games where we've seen Boston play shorthanded the, um, you know, the role player, you know, the, the role players, the second unit guys have who have been asked to step up into, um, you know, high usage minutes have done really well. So I think Boston's going to be fine in this game as far as being competitive. I don't know that they're going to get a win, uh, but I think eight and a half is an absolutely ridiculous adjustment considering the only players unavailable are Tatum. Uh, and al horford here um you know i guess robert williams matters as well but uh, we knew we've known he was going to be out for a while this um you know when this was around five and a half six i kind of kind of assumed somebody knew tatum wasn't going to go and that was a fair price now that it's eight and a half and we didn't really get anything other than confirmatory information i think he got a couple of free points on the boston side if you're so inclined and i did did back boston i think boston uh, is a good look tonight and honestly they're they're kind of winning me over <laughs> like i had ex- you know i had hesitation ever kind of holding them up against the likes of the bucks in a best of seven playoff series um but your points about their seating matter um i'm not going to be spooked to take on Bo- you know to take on the nets in a boston Nets series uh particularly if boston's at full strength in that series i think they're going to be in the ballpark of five and a half to six point favorites at home um you know which tells you i think that you know they have about you know a pretty high likelihood of getting past the nets Uh, And then on the flip side, uh, you know, if they can hold off the head to head with Milwaukee, if they end up in the four seed, they get past, you know, Toronto's a tough out, but I would expect them to get past ultimately, Um, you know, they avoid potentially playing Milwaukee until the Eastern conference finals. That's huge. Uh, If they get Robert Williams back and he's fully healthy and they match up a lot better in that case against uh, Giannis. So I, I, I'm starting to. Uh, thaw a little bit on Boston's a great story. They're a great regular season team. They're an incredible team to back down the stretch here. They've been covering like it's their job, but uh, I was until recently somewhat uh, hesitant to get involved with them in the future's perspective. And I think now that, uh, you know, now that without Williams, now that they may drop this game tonight, uh, you may catch them at a buy low price.
5: Drew another game a little bit later, the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. Nuggets sitting as about four and a half point home favorites here. Big, big ish total, two thirty four, two thirty five, something like that. I mean, we know where where Memphis stands in all of this, and then and how badly you know the the Nuggets are going to want to continue to, to win here. Do you think that that number is a bit short or fair on the four and a half with the Nuggets? I'm on the other
3: side of that one. I think if this is the Grizzlies number or pass, uh, Denver of course has their backs against the wall. Another loss here puts them that much closer to finding themselves in the seven seed and one game, you know, and then all of a sudden you're playing your way into the playoffs instead of comfortably in the six. So I get why people think that they're going to give them, you know, a a 110% tonight, but Memphis is still a very tough team, even at the reduced strength. um, you know, four points is is more than I think uh, would be fair, considering the way Denver's playing right now. Um, you know, the Denver loss to the San Antonio Spurs this uh, you know a couple of days ago was really really eye opening. It was an unimpressive performance by Denver in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, you know the, the the thin nature of the team, the fact that they really haven't been you know anywhere close to full strength, and you know some of the players around Jokic did a decent job of kind of keeping it together as best as possible that you're seeing cracks all over the place right now at the worst possible time. So, um, you know, I would, I would like Denver to get into the sixth seed. I would like to, uh, you know, see them in a, uh, you know, comfortably into the playoffs. Cause I want Jokic to kind of, you know, I want him in the mix. He's so important and so, so fun to watch, but, um, a lot of red flags about Denver right now. And I wouldn't lay the points with them. Drew enjoy the uh, rest of the masters. Good luck with all your bets tonight. Always great talking
4: to you, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys, best of luck. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Deep dive and bet the edge, uh, I should say, deep dive and bet the edge podcast from NBC Sports. The latter with Sarah Perlman, the former with uh, with his buddy Andy Molitor. We'll come back. Uh, a couple tip offs of the Eastern Conference with seating implications begin in about, oh, five minutes. We'll do a very quick prop watch next. Beaston's Primetime Action.
3: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Miomi. Dare to play unrivaled golf series. Enter five free contests and take your shot at a share of uh, $25,000, that is, in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miomi now to join the action. That's M-E-I-O-M-I. Miomi, flavor forward, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Kelly, let's get your your NBA prop bet out of the way here because it's about to start.
6: Yeah, one uh, bet that I have tonight, only one, Go. it will be in that Sixers-Toronto game. Did the same thing I did the other night. I went over on uh, Joel Embiid points on an alternate uh, point prop. Went over 36 and a half with him. He's hit that in four of his last six games. The past two, he's put up 30 shot attempts and 26 field goal attempts. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm just going to keep riding this with these guys that are. I mean, Embiid in, the, in there for the scoring title, in there for the MVP. Seems like he's going out every night and putting up as many shots as he can. So I will uh, probably keep riding this prop for the next couple games here. All right. In the driver's
4: seat for the scoring title. We don't even know if LeBron is uh, going to play anymore. Do, is LeBron in tonight? No. He is not. So it looks like it's Embiid's.
6: Yeah, I would, have, I would assume he's done for the year, but I guess I haven't heard anything. I don't know. What, what's the point of playing LeBron and AD at this point?
4: What about the Celtics at Bucks, Matt? This is about to start. Giannis, 31 half, 12 and a half, twelve and a half, and four and a half. Those are his numbers in the prop market. Jalen Brown, 26 and a half points. Chris Middleton at 20 and a half. Drew at 18 and a half. On down the line. Anything here?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's so tough because it's it's Yeah. with this with this line like, like I mean, Drew doesn't think that the line is indicative of how the game is going to play out, but if the spread is indicative of how the game's going to play out, then it's very tough then at that point to try and figure out what to do with the with the props in this thing because, you know, again, we keep talking about this, but it's, you know, if this game does get out of hand and you're in a you're in a spot like the like the Bucks are, where you know you'd basically have to win out. I can't imagine them ec- overextending Giannis for any for any reason whatsoever. But I mean, you know, maybe they will. I guess we could always play the under three points made on Giannis Kelly. Like that's always a good bet. Like we know yeah. he's going to shoot three, and he's likely to miss all three.
6: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the the, uh, the only one I could really come up with here from it because you start looking at a Boston side of thing, and I don't, I just don't get. I don't get the strategy of what they're doing tonight, I guess, is really more the thing. Like, you're sitting out Horford and Tatum, who, and this is, I mean, you you can say what you want on an injury report. This is more rest than it is anything injury-related, so... I, you're gonna sit those guys out, but you're not gonna sit these like Jalen Brown out and stuff? I don't I don't I don't really know. It seems like you're you're half-heartedly waving the white flag a few games with a few games left and I, I don't know if I fully understand this tonight by them, but assuming all these guys are gonna go you know, a full game. I think Mark, Marcus Smart is probably where I'd look. Points and assists. Uh, that was the best prop I could come up with on a Boston side. I think Jalen Brown. If anything, you're just going points over. I mean, you know, you know he's going to be getting the shots up. He's still the best scorer that Boston's going to be able to put on the floor. Uh, so I'd maybe look over there and then Marcus Smart's points and assists. And as far as the Milwaukee side, I mean, kind of like you talked about, Matt. I don't, I don't really know. I think that that's probably the best one I could come up with too. Would be Giannis under the threes. do yeah. I don't think you want to, you know, he's one of the guys. Guys like I've been betting Embiid over on these point props, but we've seen Giannis kind of have some some laid back games here recently, and uh, not not putting up not putting yeah. up points and not looking to score. We were sitting in here the other night, remember, and it was like he's only taken three shots. Yeah. So you know, clearly not not playing as, as aggressively as guys like Embiid are. So I'm not willing. I'm not willing to do the same thing with him as I am with Embiid. That's for sure.
5: Are we thinking at all just because of the just because of the extended minutes that? that Tice is getting now. I mean his blocks is set at a half. So but he has he needs one block in the game in order to to hit that prop. It it just makes me wonder with the additional minutes that he is going to play. Yeah, that's true. You know, j- I mean, all that does is, I mean, it's hard to predict blocks, but it's it like is. it just increases. The more minutes, obviously more minutes is more opportunity yeah. for, that to, for that to happen, right? Yeah,
6: I mean, the way you can break that down, it's like, well, you'd have to like then randomly get switched onto a guard and make a block. But you're right. If you're thinking that way, you're thinking way too much
5: into blocks. You just, yeah. you just want minutes on the floor. Yeah, yeah. because it creates more opportunities right. for you
4: to get a block, essentially, is all, all it is. I just, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, and I know I'm just, I'm just getting ridiculous mm-hmm. with this, but if you're holding a Celtics future... And they're sitting guys tonight, right? And let's say they lose, which is very much a possibility, obviously given the the ATS, given the spread, given the uh, given who they're sitting. If they fall to four, right? Right now they're in a tie in the loss column with both the Bucks and the Sixers, so they lose here. They would be in four, let's say, and then they end up playing the Raptors in a four-five. Isn't this the biggest error? That's what they could possibly I, be making. I don't, that's what I, that's why I don't, I don't. I mean, this to me is like the, the reason that I keep harping on it is because it's potentially the biggest single gap. Right, yes. In the entire NBA season.
6: But I guess, we, and that's kind of my point. Where I don't, I don't get what they're doing tonight because it almost feels like. Remember, we've been saying this for a week now, Gil. Right, where it's like, I think you just got to go out there and try to win because you can't control these things. Like, you, it's better to play the Nets than to play the
4: Raptors if you're if you if you don't have these players vaccinated. Totally.
6: totally. But, like, it looks like they're trying to aim for that, like, it feels like with what they're doing tonight, they're trying to aim for, like, that, that six, that three, three seed. They're trying, to, right. they're
4: trying to thread the needle. Right, exactly.
6: They're trying to thread Good the needle. Good luck with the, that. Right, but, like, doesn't that, like, why are, why is Tatum sitting tonight? Why is Horford sitting tonight and you're playing these other guys? Like, if you're going to just let it go, then put Brown on the bench, too. Put Smart on the bench. I, I, I don't get it.
4: By the way, 18 is killing these golfers. 18 is playing harder than any hole on the golf course at Augusta. used to be 11. Now it's 18. Zalatoris is about to double bogey 18. Um, He's a long putt for bogey, so... You know, he would do well to bogey this. And here's his bogey putt. And that is. Oh, oh he gets the long bogey. He saves a bogey. That's a, so, that is a,
5: yeah. a full on bogey Ooh. save right now. Wow. There. So no he doubt about it. So
4: pardon me. He ends up with a bogey. Nice save from Will it's Finishes in red digits at least. Yeah. You know, we've talked
5: about this a bunch. It's, you know, most of these guys that, that do well in this tournament don't shoot their best round on Thursday. So I think anybody kind of at one or better is still super, super live in this thing. Yeah.
6: What about – Oh, I mean, that's – it's. I mean, he's T11 right now.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean, that is – That's huge. Yeah. With the old state, and we said it yesterday, yeah. you, you can't win the Masters on Thursday, but you're sure can lose it. And some did. And some did. And some yeah. did.
5: Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. <clears throat> Sam Burns. Luke List. Maybe Brooks Koepka.
6: Yeah, I, I think if you're anywhere one over par – I mean, you you got nothing to worry about. One over par for sure. You could maybe even stretch that back another stroke to
5: two. Two over for what? To compete? Yeah. It's Thursday. It's early. Nobody's coming back from two. The, I will. Nobody's coming back from what? Nobody's coming. Nobody's winning this thing at, that's sitting two over right now. That that didn't happen. Even two over, you think? Yeah. No way.
4: Wow. You no say way. that with a lot of confidence. I would have gone a little lower than that, but. Um, I think if you're,
6: I think if you got guys that are one over par and maybe Brooks, even to two, over, Kepka apparently missing, Matt disagrees though.
4: Brooks Koepka missing a putt, so he's at the the Matt Brown two over, uh oh, number now. Kepka was having a fine round, and then he got to 11 and he had like a one and a half foot putt for par. He was in the red, and he completely duffed it and that started a bogey parade for Kepka and now his round has just been miserable since then.
6: Yeah, he had pars through 7, birdies 8, birdies 9 and then bogey 11, 12, 13, 17.
4: <sighs> That's where he is now. 2 over. There's so you so you're drawing your your line right now at 1 over, huh?
5: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the if if anything if anything, this course is gonna play harder tomorrow, right? I mean it's gonna dry out. Yeah, I think Drew's point is a good one it's, though.
4: It's, Somebody in the morning is gonna shoot a lights out score. It's
5: it's gonna dry out. It's gonna to continue to the wind's gonna the wind's gonna to continue to blow. There's gonna be, you know, it's it's course gonna play harder tomorrow. So with that, I just you know, I mean look, we saw one five round five under round today. We saw one four under round. Everything else was three under, two under. I mean, if you're sitting two back, even if you shoot one of the better rounds, right? I mean you shoot 3 under you're still you're still 1 under and you're you're chasing you know a handful of people so I, I don't i don't think that that's going to i don't think it's going to get it done i think you got to be at that plus 1 or better at, the, at at this point that's where i would be looking if i was looking to add anyway i'll put De, it that way deshambo 4 yeah. over he got crushed Me on the too. back 9 thomas
4: got crushed on the back 9 4 over what what do you make of jt
5: it was. I mean, he just
4: this course just kills him.
5: The well, he's normally so good with his irons and approach, and yeah. he lost nearly. He lost over two and a half strokes on the field in approach. So, I mean, just he just lost what was, he lost what was what what was his weapon, right? Which and the one thing, the funny thing is, is it was, hey, he's doing every, all this stuff great. He's just putting like garbage. Yeah. He gains 1.3 strokes putting and loses everywhere else. I so mean, it was it's just, T- golf th- is just funny, man. Yeah, tee to golf green is, is
6: three and, and a half strokes he lost. Tee to green. That's where JT dominates. That's actually. amazing. It's just, it's just an, a very un-Justin Thomas-like round.
4: I mean, that's, that's, Kelly, you know what Jordan Spieth led the uh, round in? Yapping his way <laughs> yeah, through the entire yapping round. Yapping to the camera. <laughs> oh, yes, not shut up the
6: whole round. As he, uh, and as John Rahm's uh, struggling, we're starting to we're starting to see grumpy John Rahm back on the course is a bit very more. very grumpy, yeah.
4: very grumpy. We'll update all the odds uh, once this round is complete, and they are on the final hole here at Augusta. The first round, we will come back. Paul Sporer will join us from FanGraphs, talk a little opening day of baseball next. Beeson's Primetime action
0: from BBC Radio Four. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week
1: in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn
7: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt
3: Brown on V-CEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, and Kelly, consider this your Masters postgame. I, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it, even though it's not quite post. Uh, a few golfers still on the 18th. Um, Rory's another one, man. Rory just every time he think you, every time he makes you think, man, this maybe it's Rory's time, then he'll just do something terrible. Nice uh, pants selection from Victor Hovland today
5: going with the hot pink. It'd be way better if you were, you know, under par,
4: right? If he stands in front of the azaleas, he disappears. <laughs> this agree. is Hovland for birdie at 18. So maybe he will uh, indulge you for under par long. Let's call it 20, tracking 22 foot putt. Wow. No. Just died at the end. Sorry. Let's talk some baseball. Let's bring him in from Fangrass sleeper of the bus podcast. Also uh, tonight you can catch him on twitchtv TV slash like you can every night. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the great Paul sport How you doing, Paulie? I'm very well. How are y'all? I'm doing. We're, we're doing very well. You have a pick in this Nationals Mets game that's about to start. Do tell. What do you like here?
7: I do. I actually like the Mets here uh, at minus one twenty. You know, they're on the road uh, here for opening day, but. I, I, I really think this team sets up well. I'm actually not even fully out on Patrick Corbin having a bit of a rebound, but I'm still going to go ahead and take this Mets lineup. It's a really solid lineup. Um, it, you know, it even has its superstar power. But the really thing that I like about it is that it runs hot one to nine. Everybody in this lineup is a capable hitter. Even James McCann is not too bad for a catcher. So even if you just want to say, okay, they got eight eight goodies and then and then a, a catcher who needs some uh, who isn't great, but even McCann against a lefty, and then of course Tyler. Miguel is one of my big breakout guys this year. So that's really where the bet comes in. Um, And I acknowledge that this Nats lineup has some star punch at the very top, of course, with the uh, Hernandez Soto Cruz, bell Ruiz grouping, but it does start to die off there in, in the back end. I think McGill can give five strong, turn it over to the bullpen. And hopefully that lineup takes care of Corbin the way they should be able to. So I go Mets minus minus one twenty.
5: You're liking the Reds here against the Braves. Max Freed taking the mound for the uh, Braves tonight over in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. What do you like about the, the dog in this one?
7: Now, this one was a little bit tougher because, you know, I'm going up against the the world champs there. And Max Fried is also somebody who I love this year. Even had him as somebody with some uh, Cy Young consideration. But where I'm really looking at is Tyler Molly on the road. And he's somebody that if you like him at all, you really want to get him on the road because at home, he's a disaster. Uh, Literally 563 ERA last year, 509 for his career. Uh, It was down to a 230 last year on the road. I'm not sure that he can repeat that. That's, you know, that's ace caliber for, for half the season season 101 and two thirds innings on the road last year, but he was excellent. And I I really think Tyler Molly's matchup proof when, when on the road. So even a quality team like the, uh, like the Braves here, isn't completely scaring me off. I know, uh, you know, no Freeman, but Olsen fills right in, but no Acuna, which I do like. So they're the champs. I'm not going to sit here and try to poke holes and say, Oh, Atlanta's this, that, and the other and not very good. They're good. Tyler Molly's matchup proof on the road. I, I would be surprised if he gets totally trashed and uh, the Cincinnati lineup's actually pretty decent as well. That, that's another kind of sneaky part of this is that I think they have a decent club there that can uh, put a few runs up on Freed, And if not, I think they can get to the bullpen, especially as a,
5: as a guy holding a Matt Olson home run leader uh, ticket. I like, I like
7: him hitting in the two hole. Mm-hmm. That's I that, that. yeah. I like him hitting in the two hole. That's for sure. I, I, we're seeing some really interesting lineup stuff or early season. And you know, this is, this is something that started a few years ago. We started to see some teams do, it. I think even trout was maybe one of the first where teams are putting their best hitter at the two spot. Um, no longer that, that prototypical old school, high contact, low power kind. You know, I think Placido Polanco was kind of like the, the peak version of that. It was more prevalent back in the sixties and seventies, especially, but uh, even carried into the, into the two thousands, but we're starting to move away from it. A big power stick there in that two hole, get somebody on base for him, and then let him hit a homer right there at the beginning of the game. You're up two nothing. So Olson's dangerous tonight for sure. Molly's biggest issue is the home run ball, but it's usually at home that he gives up the homers. So I tell you what, I'll give you a solo shot for your boy Matty O. There you go. But, Appreciate uh, th- it. Then he's gonna shut everybody wins. I'll tell you, yes, then everybody play. wins. I'm good with
4: that. Yes, everybody yes, wins. Paulie, you've come out firing. You have a third pick later tonight. I may have to jump on this one with you because, and I hate to say it, because I love him so. Three-time World Series champion, straight to the Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, mad bump pitching for the Diamondbacks. You got to kind of fade him until uh, further notice, right?
7: That's the thing, and that's that's really where a lot of this play comes from. Is I thought the number was a bit soft at minus 145. That's what I got at MDM uh, for the Padres here. This is a, a contending team. They're not a, a perfect team yet. Uh, they're certainly kind of working as as we're going through here. They got Minaya and Taylor Rogers just within the last week. Taylor Rogers just today, the closer from the Twins, who is going to be their closer. So now the ninth is solidified. You got Darvish coming in. Got a really solid lineup that's really starting to to look better uh, once they add. Void Voight and got some of these healthy pieces back. I'm a big Hoss Kim guy breaking out this year. So I think this team is really going to take it to the Diamondbacks. Bumgarner's not bad. And we see if we saw a few finesse guys pitch pretty well today with Granky and Wayno. Bumgarner can be that guy, but I thought 145 was too soft for the Padres, even on the road here. So I jumped on that one.
4: So you're seeing even uh, cheaper than that now. Got a minus 131 going here.
7: Love it love it. Taking that. Yeah, obviously uh, the further it goes, uh, the better I would feel about doing that. Uh, you know, even, like I said, even on the road there, there's not a whole lot to get excited about with the Diamondbacks. but talking about lineup stuff that I, I like from today, I, I do like Dalton Varsho batting leadoff. There, That's yeah. a big fantasy play. Cause he's catcher eligible, uh, but he's not going to play a lot of catcher. Cause he's really bad back there. And anytime you can get a catcher eligible guy who doesn't actually have to catch and deal with the uh, potential injuries back there, that's huge. So Dalton Varsho was a really fun fantasy pick this year. And if he's leading off against righties, that's going to be huge. And the Padres with Nola leading off for them. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: So this, do, there was, there were some def- interesting, there. yeah,
7: there were some interesting lineup stuff today. There's, did you guys see the Matt Duffy batting fourth for uh, yeah, the Angels? I did. I was about to read that whole lineup here when we
5: got on the other side here. It's like, it's like, oh, you're excited about the first three names and then you get to and you're like Whoa,
7: really? You're like oh, Matt yeah. Duffy. Like, and here's the thing. He's not even better against lefties for his career. So it's not just a Fromber Valdez play here. I understand moving Walsh down, but I would have moved Adele or Stasi into that four spot. That's just a little bit of Joe Madden being Joe Madden there. In the end, lineup is not the biggest deal in the world. Once the game gets going, like it, 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 the the moves are minimal. I grant that. But Duffy at four is just that's peak Joe Madden trying to outsmart the room. <laughs> So we got games all day long tomorrow. I don't know
5: how much mm-hmm. you have started to look at these, but I'm pretty sure you've looked at this White Sox-Tigers game, knowing that uh, you're the Tiger fan that you are. we got Giolito on the hill for the Sox, then Rodriguez on the hill for the Tigers. Just a slight favorite are the White Sox. Just minus 125, yeah. plus 105
7: on the Tigers there. What do you think about this one? Yeah, number already pretty sharp. You know, I was kind of hoping for a better number on my boys for sure. Doesn't mean I wouldn't take it, though. That's exactly where I would go. I'd still go with the home dog. Uh, they've got just as good of a starter out there. Giolito's awesome. It's not to shade Giolito, it's to prop up Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he can match toe to toe there with Giolito. I think the lineups are both strong the White Sox lineup took a hit today. We did. We didn't really hear much about this Moncada injury. I think they mentioned that he had like a hip kind of in passing. Tony La Russa said, but I didn't expect this to be a three week oblique mm-hmm. injury. So that's a big hit for them. Um, they do have some depth pieces that they'll be able to get in there. I'll tell you somebody that I really like, and I was wondering where's his playing time going to come from was Jake Berger uh, for the White Sox, a former first rounder who has battled just so many injuries trying to get, get right. Looks like he's finally healthy. He could be a major beneficiary from this injury here you never want to root for injury but when it happens somebody has to step up Jake Berger could be somebody really interesting to step step up so for my fantasy folks out there he could be a big power guy that said I'm still going with my Tigers a little bit of homerism there I will I will freely admit that but I get him as a dog I'm gonna take that shot there on opening day and Detroit fans Come hell or high water, even when they're not at their best, the Detroit fans show out on opening day. So even though it'll be freezing, there'll probably be some sideways rain going on there. The place should be pretty packed, especially with the excitement the team's drumming up this year. So give me the tags.
4: And of course, uh, Paul, the giants, uh, begin their defense of the great regular season record uh, last year of 107 mm-hmm. wins. Let's not forget about that. Uh, how about the, uh, first half day of major league baseball overreaction uh, segment? Uh, Bobby Witt junior will be the rookie of the year and, and yep. Corbin Burns apparently is uh, just up your, rip up your tickets. He's trash.
7: Yeah. Cor- Corbin bust absolute loser. Um, you know, Kyle Hendricks probably going to be top three in Cy Young. Clearly, you know, obviously, um, uh, Paul Goldschmidt probably gonna get about 200, Fifty walks. He had three today, so I think right. about two fifty is sure. probably the right number there. But now uh, and then, the Royals, you know, they're going to win the division because they they came back against the Guardians. Yeah, the overreactions are hilarious, and I, I've referenced the fantasy world a few times. They really are hilarious there, especially because people are making stark moves off of one or two games, saying, "I told you so," "I knew this," "How would you not know that." we know nothing and we know nothing for a good bit of time. Doesn't mean you don't keep betting or keep playing fantasy, but in terms of making stark judgments off of these, these first bits of data, you can make a lot of mistakes there. You should still hold true to your, your preseason reads. I would say for at least the first month, for the most part, injury obviously changes things. Situation can change things in terms of guys playing or not playing. But other than that, as far as talent goes, you should continue to trust your off-season reads for the first month of the season at Paul, the very least. Paul, we've only got fifteen seconds. Yes. Let's overreact some more here, though.
5: How okay. how important is this Scherzer start for Mets and the Mets fans, given the Degrom situation and everything like that? Like, how important is this Scherzer start tomorrow?
7: I mean, it is important in that they need an ace there because they will panic, and the Mets are going to Mets, so things will feel like they're going to crumble. He can be the stabilizing force. He can be the team leader to keep them from Metsing. So it is pretty important tomorrow.
4: Paul, where do you get your lineups from for everybody on a daily basis? Uh, Rotowire. Rotowire.com Rotowire.
7: slash daily, li- daily hyphen lineups. Free for everybody there. Thank you, Paulie. Coming back, we'll update all the scores. Beeson's action
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast